your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Well, staying on the theme from yesterday, which was International Women's Day, of though the need to empower women around the world, we need look no further than our own doorstep. In fact, uh, inside our own door, because the glass ceiling here in South Korea is thicker than anywhere else among OECD nations. In 2014, uh, this country had the lowest ratio of female workers being promoted to executive positions compared to male counterparts among 30 member nations. And uh, local media is even referring to this as the bulletproof glass ceiling here. Uh, let's bring in Professor Iju He from the Department of Sociology at Iwa Women's University. Good morning. Good morning. And it's nice to be on your show. Yeah, well, it's great mm -hmm. to have you with us and uh, great to speak to someone in your position as well. Far too many women don't have the opportunity to realise their potential, it would uh, appear, in this country. Uh, this isn't the first time, is it, that we've been found to have had the, uh, the thickest glass ceiling around? O of course it's not. So what does that mean? How serious um, is the issue? Okay, glass ceiling means that even if women are able to get through the front door of managerial hierarchies, at some point they hit an invisible barrier that kept them from rising above certain level in corporations. The, the problem for Korean women in this transparent barrier to about movement appears way too early in their career trajectories. So an intentional, compar intentional comparison have uh, consistently revealed that um, the embarrassing poverty in Korean women in management. Uh, women comprise about 40% of Korean workforce, but very few of them can get to the managerial position. Mm. And that's the reason probably why we have the lowest glass ceiling index among the OECD countries. Yeah. And this is just one indicator, of course, that there are issues that go all the way down to uh, the, the salary gap and um, what happens when women get pregnant and uh, challenges getting back into the workforce. We could go on for some time. But have we seen at least some improvement in the last few years, particularly given the fact that we have a female president? Um, that's an interesting question. <laughs> uh, I think having a female presence itself wouldn't bring wouldn't necessarily bring gender equality in the labor market because female leadership, you know, doesn't mean feminist or progressive leadership. Korea stands out among OECD countries as representing the worst case of gender gaps in employment and wages, and it didn't change much under the current president. Um, I think this is probably because women are disproportionately concentrated in most precarious forms of, work, forms of work, such as marginal or part-time work. Um, the current government's labor market policies for women were focused on producing extremely short-term jobs in the public sector and many part-time jobs in uh, public and private sector. So this huge gender wage gap um, tells us that gender inequality is still very visible in the area of wage differentials and inequalities in employment status. Just so disheartening, isn't it, that, that 
that these problems continue to persist. Again, I'd like to welcome our listeners to share their own experiences as we were discussing on yesterday's show, but uh, if there's anything that crops up during the course of this interview, you can text us, Powder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message. Professor E, let's address this question of uh, tradition, like when women get married or start a family and, and the challenges that they face then. Yes, Korea is one of um, very few industrialized countries where women's labor market participation has, the participation rate has an M-shape. Have you heard about this M-shaped participation rate? Yes, but it would be nice <laughs> if you could outline it for us. <laughs> the first peak of the M-curve mainly represented uh, young women in full-time jobs, maybe. The second peak consisted of older women and mostly uh, non-standard work, which, of, uh, which was of rather bad quality. Mm. So um, after career breaks, women are more likely to be employed in non-standard work. And I think it's more important that the highly educated women, especially with college degrees, after falling out of the labor market during child-rearing and child-bearing child and child-rearing periods, often don't come back at all to the labor market. I believe that's because um, the kind of jobs they can get after the career break pays too little, so it's not worth to do, given the very high uh, private childcare costs. We do also have to examine the business culture here. Uh, we still also have a, a vibrant huishik culture, uh, these, <laughs> uh, these nights out uh, and socialising after work. I mean, it, for a mother who's got young children at home, it's not going to be easy to participate regularly. And if they're not fully participating, that that hurts their chances. And there are a number of other similar cases, I presume. Oh, definitely. Actually, I think it's most um, important to recall this ideology of male breadwinner. Uh, this ideology is still very phenomenal in many Korean firms. And Koreans I, I, I'm sure the Koreans still remember that during the financial crisis of the late 1990s, women were the major target for layoffs and dismissal. Um, and many studies have revealed that there are numerous links between an establishment's way of doing things and women's exclusion from powerful male networks. For example, recruiting through so-called old boys' networks and using highly subjective human resource management practices. Those kind of things substantially reduces women's opportunities to compete with men on an equal footing. Um, I mean, it's true that a lot of institutional gender discrimination has been reduced in Korean firms, but many women managers still perceive, you know, male-dominated organizational culture, you know, of course, basic matters. But this kind of male-dominated organizational culture as the most difficult barrier. Mm. What about uh, in the public sector? We, we mentioned before how small the percentage is of uh, women who actually make it to, to be executives. But mm -hmm. in the public sector, when we don't have the, you know, the same constraints, do we see any improvement? Uh, actually, the public sector in Korea should be... I mean, public sector in general should be the mother for the private sector. Yeah. But it's certainly not the case in Korea. I think actually public sector is even more backwards uh, than private sector in terms of um, this discriminatory human resource practices, because I think it's, it has because it has been sheltered from 
fierce market competition, and so was more able to enjoy and entertain the taste for discrimination against women. Mm. TBS EFM has been running this kick the glass campaign what do you think is the most effective way to break this so-called bulletproof glass ceiling um korean government has introduced this affirmative action measures in the labor market since 2006 but it hasn't been effectively enforced firms in general didn't pay much attention to these measures and most measures are not well designed to improve um, employment status of women I think we can redesign these measures to improve formalization and rationalization of Korean firms' diversity management and gender-sensitive human resource strategies. We can also consider introducing legislation to bring women to boards and higher-level managerial positions. I mean, I, I know this case, uh, France case. In 2011, France National Assembly passed a law requiring French boards to be 20% female, with three years, within three years, and 40% female within six years. As a re- result, female representation on French boards began to accelerate. Mm. Mm. I, if I may go on, I think it's still true that many women workers have difficulties in balancing work and family. But just providing family-friendly working environment um, for women wouldn't solve this problem because that would, that would also accelerate employers face the discrimination against women. Okay. So I think we need to have more radical policies yeah. to change these deeply gendered norms in the Korean labor market. I mean, this kind of radical sh- policy should allow men to take care of caregiving responsibilities as well as it does seem to me, though, that the popular culture and media has a huge role to play. A, a movie, for example, highlighting uh, very succinctly these problems would be very effective. Uh, and also highlighting in the public domain uh, and even naming and shaming. Professor E, thank you very much. It's great to have you with us. Thank you.